Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are live now with FC2 Up and Coming, episode 109. And joining with me tonight is Current TV. No dog tonight. He's busy doing schoolwork or something real <laughs> life like that. But it's all right. We've got Current with us. How you doing tonight, bud? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Good, good. How good. about yourself? Tired. But I think a lot of people are with BlizzCon over the weekend whether they went to it or watched it and all that stuff. Even if it's just like a three-hour difference with the, the time zone, even like, you know, staying up late watching some of the stuff can uh, take its toll on you, I'd say. Especially know. with some delays and things, stretching stuff out a few days. Yeah, this, this seems <laughs> to be a regular occurrence with BlizzCon, is the outcries for LAN become much more vocal at BlizzCon because there's I think always they're just doing issues. it to see how loud we get. <laughs> I think yeah, that must be what it is. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's it. Maybe it's because they have so much crazy stuff happening all at once. It it does become a little bit taxing and overwhelming to their system. I don't know. It's a convention center. What what could you expect? This that's not never going to change. Um, so yeah, that's really the main thing that's going to be coming up tonight. BlizzCon. What happened at BlizzCon? WCS is over for 2014. It's official. We've got our champion. And sadly, we cannot uh, talk to Dulk about his opinion on the champion. We'll have to get his opinion <laughs> next week about that. But uh, <laughs> sure, if you guys are regular watchers of the show, you know all about that. But we're also going to be talking Legacy of the Void because that was announced. Um, I think a lot of us were speculating that that was going to be the case, that we were going to be seeing some stuff, like, um, I remember when they announced stuff for Heart of the Swarm uh, at BlizzCon, and some of the silly units that never made it in, like the Replicant and fun stuff like that, so, there's a lot of, uh, thoughts on the new units, and we'll get into it in more detail when we actually... Uh, jump into that because there's a couple videos that I wanted to show you guys if for whatever reason you were AFK all weekend and missed out on all the videos and haven't had a chance to catch up. We've got the trailer for you guys. We've got the breakdown, basically basic breakdown of the new stuff uh, for for the units. And uh, Man just wants to watch this all again. That's really what it is. <laughs> I just want to watch it because I'm so happy um, for the fact that lurkers are back i'm just gonna just gonna say that now i'm so happy that lurkers are back but uh, a couple of the guys in the chat are talking about warhounds yeah warhounds are silly uh i remember all the terran players so happy about how op they were <laughs> when they were in beta and just like seeing statistics of people's win conditions using warhounds compared to not using warhounds and and, and that changes um and there is a a fun warhound s unit called the cyclone that we'll talk about uh it, it did quite features. well in the show matches yes it's a it's a very <laughs> strong unit and a lot of people are like you know what would be great if we got a phoenix and we put it on the ground and gave it the range <laughs> of a siege tank <laughs> like yes yeah, this yeah. is what we need to do guys i don't know i don't <laughs> I don't design of course, units, so... It's alpha, so everything's meant to be a little OP. Exactly. Everything is so subject people to try them out. Just like the people are talking about in the chat, like Warhound, Replicant, all this stuff that they're like, oh, look at this cool stuff, <laughs> might not be making it to the game. And if it does, it could be very different from what we are seeing now. Um, 
so we're gonna talk a little bit about it but before we get into the videos themselves um, if you're turning in for the first time or haven't tuned in in a while what this show is of course is SC2 up and coming uh, regular hosts we've got here Curran, myself, Master Dog joins us uh, all the time as well um, and uh, his gaze into nothingness is freaking people out but <laughs> <laughs> that does happen now what we talk about is the up and coming scene so we focus on you know some of those up and coming teams out there uh, qualifiers tournaments that sort of stuff as well as sort of the the regular tournament circuit uh, WCS being the main tournament circuit of the year that's one of our main focuses week in week out uh, but it's all over now for 2014. There's still a couple tournaments, and we're gonna actually talk a little bit about that. Copa America's coming up, Home Story Cup is coming up, uh, I am, they're still doing the qualifiers. So there's still a few more to end the year with before we go into that little downtime uh, before 2015 kicks off there. So that's really what SC2 is all about. And our first topic, of course, is Legacy of the Void. So let's actually slide over and we can talk a little bit about the first video since we've got the trailer and it's we've got a couple like two minute videos here three minute videos and stuff but i figure start it off right So, Kern, I don't know. You have you played the campaign? Oh yeah. So, okay. Oh, yeah. So you're familiar with the storyline and everything like that and stuff. Um, I don't want to give uh, any spoilers for the the campaign itself because I know there's some people that like to just play it out and not worry about um, getting spoilers ahead of time because there was a whole panel and stuff like that. And there's threads on TL kind of breaking down some of the more in depth stuff that you're going to experience. Uh, in the campaign, but I did just want to mention the fact that this is pretty much the wrap-up of the StarCraft storyline. That's what their plan is for Legacy of the Void. It's going to be a standalone game. It's So if you do not have Wings of Liberty, you do not have Heart of the Swarm, you can still 
be able to play Legacy of the Void just by purchasing it itself. So, the completion Which is of the story. such a smart choice. Mm -hmm. but... I, I heard some complaints like, oh, that means it's going to be like another $60 game instead of like a $40 game. Which is possible, but... I mean, it's it's gonna be like a standalone game, though. Like, it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, if it, you can't if have it was an ways. expansion, then technically <laughs> it would be a like, well, you know, Wings of Liberty isn't sixty anymore. Let's say forty, forty, and forty. Yeah, that's an expensive game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it's better to just have the sixty for new people trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and so I'm with the doctor here in the chat. Yeah, I'd pay a hundred dollars for what Void's looking like. Right? Well, that I, I spent the money on Collector Edition for each StarCraft, so I'm just like, yes, bring it on. Give me all the goodies, all the DVDs, all the art books. I don't. I want it all. <laughs> so, See, this might be the one I do it for, because mm. as a Protoss player... Yeah, you've got it. You've got, you've I'm got assuming it. there'll be an extra skin. Oh, Maybe a carrier skin, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 That would be pretty <laughs> That would be sweet. Um, so actually, before we get into the, the cool Protoss and Terran new units, why don't we get to the OP ones? Talk about talk about what some of the changes to Terran. And so there's that little video that they put out. Of course, this is if you guys were watching WCS over the weekend, this is one of the videos that they've been playing throughout their um, stream. I guess during the WCS stuff, they were popping it up and stuff. So it's just a, like a four minute clip for you guys if you missed it, but we'll throw it up now for you. Hello and welcome to a multiplayer update for Legacy of the Void. In this video, we will be discussing both new additions and changes coming to the Terran race with the final installment of the StarCraft II trilogy. First up, let me introduce you to the Herc. This barracks unit is anxious for a head-on fight. The Herc comes equipped with the ability to grapple onto targets at range and get up close and personal. Able to one-shot Banelings while dishing out small radius splash damage, the Herc is particularly adept against the Zergling Baneling composition. Keep in mind, though, that the Herc is unable to attack air and will have difficulty against larger Zerg ground units. Against Protoss, Hercs are particularly strong due to their high health and light armor. Nothing makes them happier than to jump in and break up a Protoss army. But it only takes a few well-placed zealots to deal with the Herc squad, so prepare yourself to counter appropriately. Up next, meet the Cyclone. This gal has a one-track mind, able to focus down units at range by targeting opponents one at a time, locking onto them, and dealing damage on the move. The Cyclone moves at the same speed as Stalkers, making them a solid choice for establishing early map control while picking off priority targets in the process. If you intend to counter the Cyclone, initiating combat swiftly and in force will work to your advantage. Moral of the story, if you're slow and big, you're gonna lose against the Cyclone. However, there are always opportunities to counter the Cyclone's mobility. All right, let's talk about changes coming to current units in the Terran roster, starting with the Siege Tank. You can now pick up and drop tanks while they're in Siege mode, 
We dig the idea of creating opportunities to harass with the siege tank that weren't previously possible. In general, we think providing more opportunities to control your army in masterful ways is an exciting way to push StarCraft II. And now the big boy, the Thor. Thors will now be capable of self-repair. It's a pretty simple change. Use emergency repair to heal after combat, and you can bring the unit back up to full. The only drawback is that repairing a unit will prevent it from both attacking and moving. There is a whole world of creative combat options when Thors travel in groups and rotate opportunities to repair. Banshees are another unit getting some attention with Legacy. We're interested in providing more opportunities to micro Banshees against ground units. So, we're implementing a speed upgrade available once you've built a fusion core. After acquiring the speed upgrade, Banshees will be capable of outrunning mobile detection units, even an upgraded Overseer or Observer. This makes the Banshee much better at surviving counterpressure that can come against harassment attempts. All right, last but not least, let's talk battle cruisers. These iconic capital ships can now teleport anywhere on the map without vision. Keep in mind, though, that using this ability will cost a lot of energy, so choosing when and where to move is incredibly important. Clearly, there are opportunities where this call makes great sense, and when help is needed, you can get there almost instantly. That wraps up our summary of design changes coming to the Terran race with Legacy of the Void. Keep in mind that everything is subject to change as we move into public testing. That being said, we hope you're as excited as we are to share in a new experience of StarCraft that will be more fast-paced than ever before. Thanks for watching, and be sure to check out the changes coming to the Zerg and Protoss armies as well. I'm okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of the changes. Do you want to talk new units or changes first? No, whatever. Okay. <laughs> then let's let's do let's do new units. Um the Herc and the Cyclone. A lot of people have already expressed their thoughts on the Cyclone. Um, <laughs> I mentioned a little bit that it's uh can attack while moving and it's got more range than a siege tank. Crazy DPS. Pretty Pretty strong, uh, some might say. Um, you watched the show matches, and you were saying that the Cyclone was kind of dominating? A little bit, you could say. <laughs> uh, one Cyclone was something you really had to worry about. Just one mm -hmm. showing up, you know, kind of early even, uh, was a big hassle. I forget who it was um, playing the Protoss on the second day, but they just... They just got destroyed by him. Yeah. It was not even pretty to watch. They couldn't even, you know, get a disruptor out if they wanted to. Right. <laughs> so I think I mean I think it's a good concept of a unit. I think it just needs a lot of very large number tweaks. Mm -hmm. to I mean, like it's as fast as a stalker too, so like it, yeah. is, it is quick. Uh, and they were saying Zerglings are like one of the really good counters to it, but like when we saw them first, Protoss, the Protoss doesn't have Zerglings. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, quite work. <laughs> okay. Um, I just know, hope you get blink fast, I right, guess. I know, know a lot of, or I don't want to say a lot of, I know a couple of Protoss players in particular were saying they were hoping to see another gateway unit. Yeah, um, I saw Puck tweeting about that actually just mm -hmm. before the show. Yeah. So maybe that's something that because there's 
we'll talk a little bit more about Protoss when it gets to there, but they only revealed basically one new unit for them. And they've but they did say that one is on the way. Right. They, they, the every the race way. is pretty much going to get two new units, and they're going to be doing some changes to all the races there. Um, the Herc, though, um, I think that's an amazing concept. I really like it. Having yeah. this this early micro ability there, can't attack up, only attacks ground units there, very effective in a lot of different situations. You can grapple onto stuff, launch your guy around and stuff, which is, is really, really cool to see. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw in the show matches, someone built uh, a few Hercs, uh-huh. and then they built a Reaper, used the Reaper to jump cool. into the main, and then... Grappling. Oh, that's so cool. See, look at this, like these super exciting stuff that you can do, like these early, early micro stuff. Um, I, I like that. So I, I, I'm happy with the Herc. I haven't seen really how much damage it can do, but the concept of it, I think, is, is great to have that another early harassment, very micro oriented unit available. Um, yeah, I agree. Now, I, uh, going back to the Cyclone, I heard some some people's thoughts about maybe making it more like the Vulture was in Brood War. To kind of make it a little bit more interactive instead of just like, oh, I've got yeah. this. I don't I don't have to do anything with this now. I just A-move, and as I stay in this giant siege tank circle, I'm going to be dealing damage kind of thing. But making it a little bit more interactive so there's areas for players to interact with it a little bit more, maybe have some mistakes if the player is not on their game kind of thing. But I don't know. I don't know what else they could do with it to do some, I think to some changes. Maybe try and make like the the attack that it has now into some sort of ability, maybe. Mm. But yeah, I think it's going to need. Well, they could stick with kind of the basic Phoenix of the ground concept. I think it will need yeah major number of tweaks mm. just to tone it down because it's just so over the top. It's like a tempest with twenty two range, you know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 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 yeah, so there's some, some interesting stuff there. Um, I'm a little bit hesitant with the, the Siege Mode tank drops. Um, especially in the TVT matchup in particular, where on some of the maps where you're just like, alright, we're kind of stalemated for a while, I'm going to Doom Drop you. And you hop into their main base, start locking down their production kind of thing. We already see players starting to get a little bit better about defending that, having tanks siege up in their main base to kind of prepare against it but like if you're immediately going boom here's some siege tanks already in siege mode drop down it just pushes that attack to the next level and so i i love the idea of of switching up against the other races but i'm a little bit nervous how that's gonna do in the tvt matchup in particular if it'll be reminiscent of Hellbat versus Hellbat drop. Yeah, like how how strong is Some it of the be? micro that we saw from it was a little similar to that, kind of jotting around with it, moving, picking up the siege tank, chasing the worker type yep, things. Yep. Which I will admit is fun to watch. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it that. is cool. And at least with the tanks, like you get one tank per medevac too. You know, maybe that's... Yeah changes the size which i thought was a good mm-hmm. kind of way to help balance it mm-hmm. i think maybe if there was slight more delay on the initial attack on that first attack after dropping mm, maybe that might help but yeah there's we'll there's, see there's and i think that's this is just like a minor little thing who knows how it's going to adjust it but i like the idea i remember when we all thought that Medivac speed boost will oh just gosh. make the game terrible. <laughs> right? It's going to ruin it. <laughs> Afterburners, what were they thinking? 
eh, it turned out fine. Everyone oh, yeah. deals with it now. Mm-hmm. So um, who knows? Mm-hmm. What did you think of some of the other ones? Um, Battlecruisers, Thor. I was going to say, yeah. Battlecruiser and Thor, I think, were really good because both of the units seem to have trouble finding their perfect place and yeah. finding abilities that are really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the idea of helping the battle cruisers be able to escape, not losing that investment. Right, because um, they're they are expensive. I mean, the yeah. only time that you ever really see battle cruisers now is kind of in that mech stage, um, and usually TVT, mm-hmm. and that's really the only time that you'll ever see players play with battle cruisers. But like, you don't even have to have vision to send. Them I thought, I'm pretty sure you have to have vision of the area. Do you? or maybe I yeah, think, so, uh, you, whatever it is. But you but can, you can scan. scan. You can scan and go anywhere on the map essentially. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I guess the vision's not really that big of a deal for it. But like, I I love the the concept of it because it's such a, a late game and such a heavy investment that to have a more interaction uh, with the map with it and be able to go a little bit further out and be like, because we're gonna hopefully have a lot more bases. Yeah, you're going to have to expand a lot more. Um, oh, Cybert says you don't need vision. Nope. Okay, cool. He's probably talked to Ravi about it too. Yes, so. that's true. <laughs> um, Ravi, I'm pretty sure got his hands on it at BlizzCon. Probably, probably got some 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 run-ins with it. Um, <laughs> I can hear the jealousy in your voice right no, now. No, there's no jealousy. <laughs> uh, I I wish I could go to BlizzCon one of these days. <laughs> one of these days, but it's across the country, and I don't know monies and stuff that'll that'll happen there um but no i I like the changes i think the thor change is a great change i think the battle cruiser is a great change we'll see how things look out with the they've been trying to give the thor an ability forever they've been they've They've been it's it's a constantly tweaking with them they're they're trying to do something but it's i like this self-repairing is cool i don't think it's gonna like break the game to have self-repairing thors but because you can't move and you can't attack, you just got to sit there and repair. So yeah, so you could repair it and then lose it. Yeah, because yeah, it's the wrong time. Mm. So that's that's really a Terran stuff. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention or highlight before we switch over to some? I was going to say like there's a ton of unlisted changes and things. And oh, one right. that I was mentioning to you before we started that I just found out today is a slight change to how the Marauder shoots. Mm-hmm. Um, and the animation's different everything. Instead of just shooting with one hand and one missile, he shoots two at a time. He still does the same amount of total damage, but it's two attacks, so armor has more of an effect on it. So it's less effective versus an armored unit, which I think is interesting, especially with like what we'll get into later with the um, the immortal change. Right, right. Yeah. Um, well, actually, before we slide over, and actually I should have probably mentioned this, ahead of time with a couple of the changes um just general changes worker change mineral change uh that i kind of you know slightly so everyone knows brood war started with four workers we we jumped ahead starcraft 2 gave us six okay cool they changed the way that you harvest minerals how much minerals you return compared to brood war to to starcraft 2 all that good stuff but now they're basically going to be doubling it you now get 12 workers to start uh, and they've cut down the amount of minerals that are at each base there. They basically cut off, you, instead of having the 12 mineral patches, there's 10, essentially. 
or whatever. They basically. Oh, I thought it was still the same amount. Is it? Or did they just reduce how much minerals? In yeah, general? as I say, each mineral patch has, has less. about a thousand, I think now okay. minerals. I just knew that the overall they had less. And gas is like fifteen hundred yeah, available to them, so that that makes sense. So it'll run out a lot faster, exactly. especially if you're using mules. Yes, and so having the more workers, you have to you'll run through your bases quicker. You have to expand more, be out on the map more, and kind of things. And so when I first heard this before, I. Um, saw any of the new units and I was like this seems ridiculous why would they want to basically cut out all of the exciting early game micro available now and just basically say here's your, your you can play super greedy now you've got 12 workers and stuff like that and I was really really nervous about this but now that I'm seeing a couple of the new units and seeing how these extra micro potentials like with the herc and, and stuff like that i'm i'm starting to feel a little bit better about it i i kind of feel that maybe 12 is too much of a jump though like i i might be happier with maybe eight or ten or something like that hmm. like because just going for them that they're like to increase or something like that so we can yeah. still have some cool builds in the early stages that we're not just have to be so we we don't have to be as greedy you know we can still have that variety where some players can be greedy and they can be punished for it where i don't see really how much you can be punished if everyone's got 12 workers kind of thing and like you can build up i think so you quickly. can still be punished if someone goes for economy or you know hmm. you could still i don't know I, it's it's hard to say because i have i assume they've done a it. lot of inter yeah. internal testing right, on this right. Especially to show it to us at BlizzCon with yes. such confidence, being like, "Yeah, this is what we're thinking with the economy." But so that's we'll, a good point. It's a good. Maybe we'll try to get kind of uh, Ravi on too next week when we have Dulk, and he can give us his thoughts on on how it looked and everything. Um, the other thing, Archon mode. Did you get? The, well, I mean, they did an Archon mode for a show match at least. For the show they? matches, so. they weren't two v twos. They were Archon versus Archon. Yeah, we all thought they were going to be two v twos. So, Kern, <laughs> explain what what Archon mode is then. Um, Archon Archon bleh, Archon mode is, I guess, a callback to a mode in Brood War that I was actually unfamiliar with, where two players control one base. Mm -hmm. So you have this con same. Con you both have the same control over the same units, same buildings. And you have to coordinate who's really doing what so that you don't kind of pull a unit back and forth. Um, so I think what a lot of the show matches they were doing is one would one player would kind of focus on macro, the other on micro, or you know they'd kind of split up onto two fronts and both be micro and two fronts. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's a really cool idea. And like they said, uh, the creators of it were saying in the, the interviews, it's. You know, a kind of something to take off the pressure for a new player, mm -hmm. where you can almost be coached in a sense. Yeah, or yeah. Even if you're both new players, you're better together than you are by yourself, and you'll be able to do this on ladder, which um, is which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I know. I know. StarCraft Two had a custom game that did it, micro macro is essentially what it was, where okay. there are certain maps. Like ladder maps or old, uh, I remember playing this like Wings of Liberty when they when they had it there, where one player would be set and they only were able to macro, and the other player was only able to micro. So they can sit there and they have control basically of your workers and of the buildings, and oh, the other player has control of all attacking units. Hmm. So they can they can't switch between the roles like the Archon mode, which is really cool yeah. that you can switch between the roles. But the other one, I had a lot of fun with the 
with the micro macro stuff there uh, back in like Wings of Liberty. So I'm really excited to be able to play Archon mode, uh, especially with some of my buddies that are not as big into StarCraft 2. Like we, some of my friends that just play mono battles every so often, and that's mm-hmm. really their only involvement with StarCraft nowadays. So yeah. I, it'll be fun to actually get them uh, into playing a little bit more with, with Archon mode and stuff. On that note, even, I'm really excited. I almost feel like, at least in the esports scene, I'm like the only person really excited for that other feature, um, Allied Commanders, which is basically sounds like a co-op campaign-like experience mm-hmm. that it sounds like they want to make it so that you can kind of keep going. Like, it's not something they want to really have... They, they didn't mention any sort of definitive end to it. They right. said, you know, you're going to keep going at this and build up your armies and I don't know, it sounds really interesting, and I really like having co-op things with, yeah, my friends that aren't really competitive mm-hmm. and don't really want to get into that competitive stuff. Right, right. So a lot of cool stuff, general news, um, and we talked about Terran, so let's actually move over and talk Zerg. One of the races, when I saw these I, changes, I was like... You're probably excited. I, I said, okay, I'm done. I'm switching back to Zerg full-time now. I guess that's, <laughs> this, is, this is what happens to happen. And you guys will understand after you watch, watch through this video real quick. Hello and welcome to a multiplayer update for Legacy of the Void. In this video, we will be discussing additions and changes coming to the Zerg race in the exciting conclusion of the StarCraft II trilogy. First up, let me introduce you to the Ravager. This unit is a morph off of the Roach, a ranged unit that comes with a new ability, Corrosive Bile, that deals damage to a target area. Corrosive Bile marks a target location, and after a brief delay, units and structures in that area are hit with high damage. This ability also has a powerful perk against Protoss. It can destroy force fields. In a PvZ matchup that includes Sentry versus Ravager, we anticipate a new contest of Micro that presents opportunities to both gain and lose advantage. When paired with Fungal Growth, Ravagers can reliably damage air units. As expected, Corrosive Bile is also particularly good against units with little to no mobility. If you want to avoid the damage from Corrosive Bile, simply make sure you dodge reactively whenever possible. For those of you that have been around StarCraft since Brood War, this unit hardly needs an introduction, the Lurker. As you'd expect, Lurkers in StarCraft II are capable of dealing massive splash damage. They also serve as a ranged siege option capable of outdistancing most units and all base defense structures. For Terran, countering the Lurker can be accomplished with the recently added Cyclone. To learn more about the Cyclone, be sure to check out our Terran update video. Of course, familiar micro moves from Brood War can also be used to take on the Lurker. Needless to say, we're looking forward to seeing these guys back in action. We're also making some changes to the current roster of Zerg units, starting with the Corruptor. We're adding a new ability to the Corruptor called Caustic Spray that deals damage to ground units and structures. 
This damage ramps up over time, making it a strong choice against buildings. Although not ideal against a mobile ground army, damage is damage, and in a tight matchup, every bit you can deal works to your favor. Next up, let's talk about the Infester. We're giving the Infester a new ability called Aggressive Mutation that grants a flat damage buff to friendly units. That means your basic Zergling Swarm is even more powerful against enemies that would have taken them out previously. In Legacy of the Void, the Swarm Host is going to be taking a bit more of an aggressive role when it comes to harassment. We have made the Swarm Host's Locusts stronger while lowering the frequency with which they can spawn. The Swarm Host will also be able to spawn Locusts while on the move and upgrade them to fly in the late game. Keep in mind that massing Swarm Hosts will not be a viable strategy in Legacy, as the downtime between Locust spawns has been increased to a point that your Swarm Host army will be easily overrun. Of course, you can harass enemy bases with this new change as well. And finally, I want to talk to you about the changes coming to the Nidus Worm. Nidus Worms can no longer be damaged while emerging. This makes the Nidus Worm a more reliable option for drop harassment. In late-game situations where both sides have a lot of resources, the Zerg player can now force engagements at strategic locations by employing an army of Nidus Worms. That concludes the updates currently on the table for Zerg in Legacy of the Void. Keep in mind that everything is subject to change as we move into public testing. That being said, we are excited for the new possibilities available to Zerg players in Legacy of the Void and look forward to hearing your thoughts and feedback as well. Thanks again for watching, and be sure to check out the changes coming to both Terran and Protoss armies. Yay, Zerg! <clears throat> um, of course, the unit I'm most excited for is the Lurker Return. Um, I don't know if we've had a confirmation if we can do hold position Lurkers yet, like Rude War. I, I have not seen or really heard much of, about that as of yet. Um, which was, if you guys remember watching Brood War, you could have the, the burrowed lurkers and just... So if enemy units come near them, they won't attack. Then you can have them attack, and basically it would be like, essentially, burrow bane leagues, but so much better. Um, now, I don't know if that's going to be in or not. We haven't had confirmations, but I think that would be cool if they do that. Um... I like the idea that they've got the um, changes that you can have an upgraded roach, essentially. Uh, what's what's the roach upgrade guy called? Ravenger. Ravenger. Thank you. Breaks force fields, which is, uh, I think, something that Zerg kind of needs. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it can be a little ridiculous. Even as a Thomas player, I'm like, okay. Like, yeah. They can't even do anything right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, like, even, like, Wings of Liberty... Like TSL three for all you guys remember with like Cruncher and stuff like that versus Idra, uh, with his force field donuts and trapping Zerg units in and making smiley faces and all the fun <laughs> stuff of the uh, early days there. So I I think it's cool that they're adding that change in there. Uh, it's base damage I heard is pretty solid instead of just doing the kind of launch up hit attack. So it's not like it's going to be super weak. I if think you it's do got sixteen damage versus ground. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very, very solid um, with the kind of new units. I say new units because Lurker's an old unit, but <clears throat> new for the Zerg arsenal. 
Um, the biggest area of the lurker, you mean? Well, the 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 both of them, I think, uh, yeah. do do solid amount of damage there. But yeah, the lurker does even more damage. Yeah. yeah. Um, the what do you think about the the corruptor turning into a void ray? Like, when I saw that, that's the first thing I thought is like original void rays where they power up and deal more damage over time. See, I didn't even think of that. I thought of the temporary the ability that the uh, Oracle had mm, in yeah. beta for a little while where it just melted buildings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't attack units, but it can melt buildings. So... Where I think this can attack units as well. Yes. Just, yeah, they showed us killing tanks and stuff like that, but I, yeah, it just doesn't have a damage bonus, I think. Yeah. So, um... I don't know. With with watching that, three Corruptors took out a Nexus? It Yeah. I don't think it'll be that easy. <laughs> and we didn't see anything come close to that in any of the show matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't like Corruptors could just get in there. And that's true. Like, and that, with all these, these videos that we're seeing, it's there's no real interaction from the other player. It's more of like... Here's the basic of what this attack can do. Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> Kill the Nexus. This. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Mm. <laughs> it's for hype, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the idea of Infestors getting basically a buff. Uh, where they can buff extra units. Because this is, seems to be a rare thing for StarCraft 2. We're, we're so used to just everything dealing damage or, or interacting with your opponent, and we don't have as much of this. Yeah. I'm going to give my own units a buff, besides, like, stim, you know. I, I also think it kind of helps give the Infester more of a role mm-hmm. than, when it, than it kinda, with the one that it kind of lost when yeah. it got so many nerfs and, like, neurals kind of not that great no. for anything. Nope. <laughs> For mono battles, that's when you use your neurals, guys. Yeah. Get those battle cruiser players. Is <laughs> it missing that one unit that you love to use? Just go grab it. Right. So maybe we can also hope Dark Archon will make a, a return, right? No. <laughs> At this point, I kind of doubt it. I do. Maybe the campaign will see the. Dark that's Archon. what I'm hoping. Let's... We better get a campaign. <laughs> I want a Dark Archon mission. Yes. <laughs> um. So so Zerg is. Ravenger and the Lurkers are the two units. Um, they're the. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I'm very, very excited about the return of the Lurker, uh, especially since they've changed the way that Swarm hosts are. Um, I don't have a confirmation with how quickly they spawn their locusts. They've said it's been reduced and all of that, uh, and they can spawn them while they're unburrowed and everything. I. I really like this change. I think the stalemate of swarm host mass swarm host here's a bunch of static defense go away kind of style can get very boring especially with the um the vipers and stuff like that and i don't know i think it can get very very boring for people to watch uh this change though where you could have a couple of swarm hosts and actually as you're moving across going towards enemy bases you can harass them a little bit with the the locusts and have a little bit more fun stuff especially that you can make the locusts fly um, but yeah, it sounds like you can't use it as, like you were saying, static defense anymore. Right. It's going to be one wave, and then if they clear that, you're in the open, mm-hmm. is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, 
Now, it doesn't sound like what when you get them the upgrade to fly, they don't get to attack air units. It's just as they fly over stuff and land as regular yeah. units, it seems. So it's not like they're going to be super, super strong where you can sit there and, and still use them in every situation. No, it's not going to work like that. It's like uh, it's like locusts mated with brutelings, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cyber actually making a good point saying that it's 60 seconds between spawns now. So a whole minute now that you've got to basically wait, and you really got to be able to get yourself set up, and that could something else to defend. Right. Yeah. This can also combine well with my second favorite change to Zerg is the changes to Nidus. Oh yeah. Nidus when they are unburying now, the worms they're popping out. They do not take damage. They they are invincible temporary while they are unburrowed because at this stage nidus is such a cool thing for zergs to have as a extra harassment option but because you have to basically turn it into an all-in or a gimmick style where you try it's to catch people really be hidden yeah it's got to be hidden or you're investing so much into it like every so often you'll see a couple zerg players do it like uh mlg scarlet was or uh, not uh, red bull with scarlet versus um parting uh, on King Sejong Station, where she popped it out outside the third base or whatever and basically went for that sort of all-in Nidus style of play. And that's really all it is, but with the video that we saw where they can pop it up inside their base and, and stuff like that, that you, you know, once they're popped out and a few units start to pop out or the first unit starts to come out, that's when, you know, you can be able to interact and attack them. But while they're spawning, you can't deal damage, which I think is necessary change and i i don't yeah i really hope that that doesn't change going into beta and going into the game from what we saw i don't think it should yeah. i mean we didn't get to see it and of course all the situations you would get to see it but mm -hmm. when we did see it in the show matches from what i at least saw maybe i missed it one time it was used but uh it still goes down very quickly after mm -hmm. the fact right right and if you have like a full surround of workers on it it's pretty much dead mm -hmm. immediately um, so I don't think it should be too overpowered. Maybe if it's a rush, right, and you're not prepared for it. But then in that case, you you might be deserving to lose build order loss, anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At that point <laughs> in time. So if if looking through all the Zerg stuff, is there anything that you feel like is gonna get some major changes? Like we talked a lot, a lot of stuff that's probably gonna be tweaked up with like the Cyclone and stuff for uh, for Terran, and maybe changes to the way that Siege Tank drop is and stuff like that. But what do you think with the Zerg stuff? I think probably a lot more number tweaks. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I feel like all around the Legacy of the Void units feel a lot more thought out to yes. me, or like well thought out to me than the the original Heart of the Swarm Alpha ones. Mm. The original Heart of the Swarm Alpha ones just kind of felt a little thrown together, like it was <laughs> kind of things they things they thought would be fun, yeah, but not things that were like actually. Going things to have people a... were asking for mm -hmm. in gameplay, yeah, that the community's been begging for, mm -hmm. which I feel like a lot of these units and changes directly address things that we've been hearing from the community over the past couple of years. Um, I think keep an eye on that corruptor caustic spray stuff. I feel like that might be one of the things that, that we be, see yeah. adjusted quite a bit. Uh, because even with the Void Rays, like, they and the, completely the changed well. the way it works. Yeah, and the Locust as well. So, um, But with the, the new units, Ravager, Lurker, 
I, I like it. I'm, I'm happy with the, the way that they've got for the units. Um, but uh, we'll see. Let's let's slide over, unless there was any random stuff that, like the Marauder change that you can think of for Zerg that uh, those I think super the secret... video covered most of the stuff. Okay. That I know of, at least. Right. I'm sure there's tons of stuff, but yeah. Maybe when we Only have... the odd person at BlizzCon <laughs> noticed, like, oh, hey. Look at that, yeah. That one stat has changed. <laughs> Good stuff. So let's slide over and see the Protoss change. Like the other ones, we don't have uh, full information because every race is supposed to get two new units. They've only revealed one new unit. They have said one's in the works, one's coming, but they didn't want to reveal another replicant or something like that and be like, ah, look at this, guys. He's not making it into beta or whatever, but <laughs> here's the dude. So we'll see. We'll see what they've got in store for, for Protoss, though. Hello and welcome to a multiplayer update for Legacy of the Void. In this video, we will be discussing additions and changes coming to the Protoss race in the thrilling conclusion to the StarCraft II trilogy. Let's get to it. New to the Protoss arsenal is the Disruptor, a micro-intensive splash damage option that can warp in at the robotics facility. This unit can go into an invulnerable energy form and after a short duration, deal burst damage to all units around it. Micro is key to defense against the Disruptor. Otherwise, you will take massive damage. Then again, some units just deal with it. But if you can effectively Micro your units to counter, you'll be able to take the Disruptor out. Now to the big guns, the Immortal. We're removing the Hardened Shield passive and adding an active ability that absorbs damage for a short duration. Changing up the Immortal's defense in this manner will open up new options for Micro on both sides of play. In a perfect engagement, Immortals now have the potential to stand against units that typically deal well with them. With these changes, Immortals will still be effective against units like the Siege Tank without being such a hard counter. Previously, in an engagement like this one, no Immortals would have been lost. The War Prism. This unit is getting some love with the ability to pick up other units from a distance. This change will also allow the Warp Prism to rescue critical units during engagements. We expect that with this change, we will see Drop Micro become a more core part of Prozos harassment. There are a few changes on the table for the Oracle. First, we are combining Revelation with Envision. Now, cloak units hit by Revelation are also revealed. This change combines the two similar abilities while opening up a new method of detection in situations where observers aren't the best option. We've also added a new ability to the Oracle called Stasis Ward. This is a trap set by an Oracle that is triggered when enemy units walk nearby, causing them to enter a stasis state where they can no longer attack, move, use abilities, or take damage. Undetected stasis wards at key locations have the potential to keep an enemy army at bay for significant periods of time. The Tempest has now been redesigned to only attack ground units, while also getting a significant buff to its movement speed. Alongside this, we have added a new ability to the Tempest called Disintegration. 
that allows it to deal high, single-target damage over a long period of time. As you can see in this example, units tagged with disintegration can either sit passively and die, or move out to do whatever damage they can before expiring. Lastly, changes have arrived to the carrier. Interceptors can now be deployed to fight at a specific target area, allowing the opportunity to deal damage with the unit in multiple locations. You can now strategize ways to get maximum damage out of the unit at any moment. That concludes all the changes on the table for the venerable Protoss race. Keep in mind that everything is subject to change as we move into public testing. That being said, we are pumped for the new options open to Protoss players in Legacy of the Void. And of course, look forward to hearing your thoughts and feedback as well. Thanks again for watching, and be sure to check out the changes coming to both Zerg and Terran armies. I'm Cloakin. So, a little bit of exciting stuff um, for Protoss. Like, a lot of changes to our existing units, and they gave yes. us a cool new robotics unit there, which is, is pretty sweet. Um, but what do you think with, with the overall changes? Are you most excited about some of our existing unit changes, or excited about the disruptor being added in there? What are you thinking? Well, the most exciting thing for me is actually a combination of both, to be honest. Okay. And that's the warp prism change, where you can pick up from like a yes. really far distance now, mm -hmm. and th you can pick up and drop, I believe, from a far distance. Uh, and combining that with the disruptor, we basically just got reaver drops back. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is is uh, so awesome. I mean, we got to yeah. see some players try out the whole colossus drops and stuff like that. Uh, but that's such a difficult and uh not an easy thing to do but now even with the the war prism changes to picking up and dropping easier it's it's going to add some more fun stuff for those very very skilled micro players um like puck and, and stuff like that so i'm i'm very happy with the war prism change in particular um the oracle having the stasis ward uh for, yeah. for any of you guys that are familiar with Arbiters from Brood War. They, they had a stasis ability there that would pff, lock down stuff. You'd see it a lot in uh, uh, TVP, especially in those giant mech balls get start building up and locking things down. You can uh, stasis in there and uh, be able to kind of position yourself where you need to be. So I, I love that it's a trap too, that you can set it and be able to position yourself, maybe lure them into a difficult position and just adds more uh, micro potential for you as well to set up all these extra stuff there and really get some elaborate stuff going um, I, I like the changes to whole envision and revelation it's just one thing um, it's going to make me sad for my yeah. DT openings versus uh, Stargate Protoss now <laughs> but uh, what, can I, what can I do um, so I think that's a maybe uh, underwhelming but an awesome change that it is kind of combined um, I think it's mostly for like the Banshee change yes. the Banshee upgrade because it run an Oracle anyway yeah. normally mm -hmm. and like they showed in the video they they do the spell on them and then the Phoenixes chase them down mm -hmm. and they can't outrun the detection so it's outrunnable detection yeah. I guess really yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, the dot that they've 
added in for the Tempest. Also reminds me of Brood War Mood. Yeah. about you? <laughs> Science vessel, anyone? So this does 500 <laughs> damage over 50 seconds, um, which is pretty sweet. Uh, now, um, you have to be close in order to cast it. You don't get to have your full Tempest range and be like, I'm just going to sit back and throw dots on you. And irradiate you. Yeah, like yeah. No, you can't, <laughs> can't, can't do that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, but I love the idea of, of adding dots into it uh, because you can do it to units or structures is how it's set up right now. Um, okay. So you can get close and be like, oh, you got this cool key tech structure here. Nope. 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 <laughs> Gonna die. Um, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, I think you were talking to me a little bit about Immortals before the show, but what did you think about the changes to the whole hardened shield and barrier or whatever they're calling it? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, their video, I think, showed a good example. Like they still do well against tanks if the abilities microed well, mm -hmm. but it's not like just a complete sweep, which I think was one of the big problems of getting Mech to work versus Protoss. Yeah, was that Immortals would just wreck the tanks, mm -hmm. and then you have no backbone, and you don't have a Warhound, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Not, not lucky enough for that. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's something I think we'll have to see how mm -hmm. it plays out, but I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how it's looking. I'll, I'll do worse. It's going to hurt my <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's why you just join me. Play, play Zerg. You'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. Right when my expansion finally comes out, yeah, I switch races. I know. I know. <laughs> That's the downside to, to having Zerg and Protoss being my, my races. Even back in Brood War, I, I officially learned on Zerg, but then like found Protoss and like, oh, Dark Templars are the greatest units in existence. <laughs> like... <laughs> How could I say no to them? So, see, I'm I'm a carrier guy. That's what oh. keeps me coming back. So, what do you think of the uh, launch interceptors or release interceptors or whatever they're calling it? So happy that they're just even giving the unit some attention. Yeah. Because back even when Heart of the Swarm was coming out, they looked like they just wanted to be done with it. They even they, said we're taking did. it out. They were like, nope, we're removing it, and there was so yeah. much backlash from everybody. It was like, <laughs> oh, I was no. part of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was on those forums. No. Why would you do this? <laughs> <Just cry. laughs> uh yeah, so I I like the idea that they get to uh um do kind of a release interceptors. Now, they still from what I understand they get to attack normal, but it's just like an ability. So if the your carry is about to die, you yeah. release your interceptors. Ha! Ah, one last ditch effort to see how much more I can kill before I'm I die. If the leash range has changed, I think mm -hmm. the launch range is still about the same it looked like on the videos they all had to get to a certain distance to launch yeah. and then they could move away but i'm wondering if that's longer or even if it's inf infinite now because right. like we saw they can die mm -hmm. the carrier can die and they'll keep fighting yeah they, they only fight for like another minute or so but still that extra minute could be yeah it's like a timed ability mm -hmm. they'll just kind of hang there i think mm -hmm. i'm really i really just wish i could get my hands on it yeah <laughs> yes that would make things easier. Unfortunately, while I was telling you, I was really excited for the Legacy Void stuff, more excited for the show matches than the WCS stuff. Mm -hmm. And then for Protoss, I, all the people that were playing Protoss didn't really use <laughs> all the stuff I wanted to see get used. Yeah, they yeah. used like the normal shit. Yeah. I was like, ah. 
<laughs> How can you do this? <laughs> so I didn't get to see a lot of the disruptor being used well. Didn't get to see the carrier really in action. Yeah. Um, but really excited that yeah, exactly. They're even giving it some attention, and they want to make it a via a viable capital ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the carrier, the tempest change was also part of that. Yes. Making sure that it didn't counter. Counter the unit that we all love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty happy with with majority of the changes. Just like with they first released information about uh, all the expansions, really everything that they release, all the stuff that comes out in alpha, doesn't tend to make it all the way to beta and all the way to the, the game's release. But I'm very happy with the changes that we're seeing. I'm happy with the approach most yes, of all. I'd yeah. say. Everything, even if it changes, I like our starting point mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, and they, they clearly yeah. are more interested in doing micro for for uh, the game and stuff like that. They feel like it'll be better overall. Um, so I'm very happy that they're thinking about that, at least. Um, but, uh, I don't know, can you think of anything else with Protoss? Any other super secret stuff, like double guns uh-huh. out of Marauders and stuff? There's, I know a lot of people were confused by it, especially when they saw it in the show matches, and I, the players were even confused by it, I think. Uh, the Nexus Cannon only shoots ground now. does not shoot air. Really? Uh, I do not like that. I do not. <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest. I love being able to be like, oh, crap, there's a whole bunch of mutilists. Boom. <laughs> now I can at least survive long enough to get my army over here and warp in a bunch of stalkers and stuff. No. No. That might be the point. They might not want you doing that. I man. know. I don't know why. They want you to make a cannon or two. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just hate uh, playing against Mutilus when I'm Protoss. <laughs> I fully understand so, that. That's 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 how I feel about it. But from a very young age, even. Yeah. I fully understand <laughs> that. <laughs> um, so that's really the legacy of the void stuff that we wanted to to highlight for a little oh, bit there. Huh? One other. Before we move on, another change to Protoss is Warp Gate is, I think, I'm pretty sure all the other numbers are the same, all the times and everything, but when you warp in, when your unit's warping in, it now takes 200% damage. So they die instantly. Like, we were seeing Stalkers die to, like, a single Siege Tank shot Mm. because they were being warped in, so they took extra damage. Which I think is cool. I, you know, it's... One of the benefits of having Protoss is your your remax capability, and uh, a lot of people have difficulty with that, um, especially if they're yeah. sitting here reinforcing so close to a, a decisive battle kind of thing. It makes you might have to be a little bit more aware of your surroundings before just doing those aggressive warp ins. So I yeah, like you have that to have changes. a safe place to warp in. Mm-hmm. Just like you need a safe place to have your production as a yeah. Terran. So. I like it. I'm happy. I'm excited to be able to get my hands on the beta. I just want someone to make uh, one of the faux test maps like they did for Artist yeah, One right? Alpha stuff. Um, <laughs> no, they have announced that there's no official date as of yet, but the beta, their time frame that they're shooting for is the first half of 2015. So I'm assuming... Sometime before summer, we might be able to get some more information about, oh, here's the beta coming up 
and stuff like that. So maybe we'll have to just keep our eyes open for it. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if it you know the first season of WCS is finished up before they even bring out beta stuff for it and, and everything like that because I feel like they'd want to keep I don't I I don't know I don't think they want to have too many players jump in and just focus on the beta and not focus on like the regular Heart of the Swarm tournament yeah. scene and stuff like that. So even though that's where I totally just like, let's just switch over now. Right, right. That's a lot of people <laughs> are under that mentality. So we'll see what happens with it. But um, that's one of the things we're going to keep you guys up to date on Legacy of the Void updates. Uh, Dolk will give us his thoughts on it next week. Maybe we'll have uh, Ravi on. He can tell us firsthand what things were like since he was at BlizzCon. Um, and, you know, we'll see how it goes with that. But that was our, our kind of Legacy of the Void talk. We spent pretty much an hour of the show talking Legacy of the Void because it's super exciting. You know? Yeah. It's the, the next, next step. Uh, it's kind of a big deal for any StarCraft show, I yes, would think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very very true there um so why don't we slide over before we get into the actual tournaments and stuff we have a couple of team and player changes uh for the week to kind of discuss um and uh as always guys you know some of these players you might be familiar with because uh, sometimes we do talk about a little bit more well-known players but uh we also highlight some of the up-and-coming teams up-and-coming players that you might not be as familiar with because especially with WCS changes next year, you're gonna start to get to know the players, uh, or at least hopefully with them getting into Challenge League and getting into Premier League. But first order of business, if any of you guys were familiar with Brood War, familiar with uh, early StarCraft II Wings of Liberty style, Noni has kind of officially announced on his Twitter that he's kind of all done streaming StarCraft II. Um, he said this before though. Yeah, so I don't know if this is mean like. He's still playing and just doesn't feel the need to stream it. Um, and, you know, especially with Legacy of the Void coming out, maybe we'll see him crop up every so often. But I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really seen much of Noni lately. I just remember seeing that. Yeah. And so figured mention that a little bit there. Um, in interesting change, Fnatic and Neeb have parted ways. Um, Neeb, of course, being... America's, I guess, next Terran Hope is the best way to put it. Like, we had QXE for a long time that held the kind of title of, of our Terran, U.S. Terran player. Illusion cropped up as well as one of them. But with Heart of the Swarm, I, I would say Neve has really kind of brought it of his own, getting up through Challenge League and being one of our consistent Premier League uh, WCS NA players. So... You know he's he's no longer with uh, Fnatic, um, but uh, Neve is going to be continuing playing. He said he's going to be playing in WCS, continuing along, uh, just not going to be playing under Fnatic. And uh, for those that don't know, he wasn't he was on Fnatic's like academy team as well, uh, not even their like main team. So maybe he has found something better. Maybe we'll just see him on route or something. I don't know. Um, they get all the NA players, it seems. No. Um, I would say my insanity, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will talk a little bit about my insanity's pickup there. But I, I hope that, I don't know, we, we, with trouble going on around the board with the NA teams and such, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for a lot of the 
players, I feel, that aren't able to make it into Challenge League in the first couple of seasons. Uh, but maybe with the changes and everything, maybe with the announcement of Legacy of the Void, we'll see a little bit of a kind of resurgence for teams and stuff. Who knows? Uh, but just wanted to mention that for all you guys that should be familiar with Neve at least. Uh, in EU-related news, Slivko, which I didn't even know he was on New Era, but... Uh, He's not. He, he, he was at some point, <laughs> but not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> So he's he's not with uh, with New Era Gaming. He's he's looking for a new team. He says, "It's um, got a very silly uh, picture about it too, saying my contract has ended, and I'm biggest biceps looking for a new team." So, in case you're looking for for a uh, player with big biceps to represent your team, Slif goes your man there. Um, but uh, Kern, what about some of our other changes? You were mentioning my insanity. What's, what's going on with them? See, my insanity made a big pickup that I think everyone was kind of surprised at, but excited mm -hmm. is the general kind of feel I got from everyone's reaction, and that is rain. Yes. Yes. Um, which is, it's super exciting. I mean, you know, we've been hearing about uh, players being like, you know, I want to go to foreign teams, I want to do this, I want to do that kind of thing, and and my insanity has a crazy lineup of players now. When we look at at uh, top teams, especially foreign teams, there a couple of years ago we we were thinking oh liquid, we were thinking of EG and stuff like that, and now it's it's my insanity really is the kind of premier uh, yeah. team. Not only do they have these really strong top heavy hitter Koreans, but then they have a really strong stable of just rich talent that yes. is continuing to prove itself mm -hmm. and get better and better. It's exciting for them. Yeah, definitely. So good good news uh, for that. And Cybert saying, yeah, Rain found a home. Glad that uh, uh, is happening. Um, <laughs> um but uh, what about else? What else did we have with some of our team and player changes? Um, yeah, and then we had uh, Micro Gamers disband. Didn't Micro Gamers just pick up somebody recently? I want to say they did, yeah. Oh, I can't remember who they did. Um, Liquipedia it is. Micro Gamers. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> what, what happened with, with them disbanding? Did... What was the announcement all about? Did you get to read? In that? the announcement, they say um, it's they just lost all of their management. Basically, mm. they say they suffered. To put it in their words exactly, to quote them, they suffered a total loss in upper and lower management, uh, and have become inactive for over two months with no proper replacements. Yeah, that's not good. Um, so, Spanishiwa was the player they just picked up. Oh yeah. Um, and that was October 20th. Um, so that's, hmm. that's, yeah, not, not good. Um, yeah, they'll say they're closing their doors at the end of the month and all player contracts have been paid out and they wish them the best of luck. Okay. Probably one of those unfortunate situations that I've seen before where, mm -hmm. you know, someone can't do the work anymore and there's no one really to fill their shoes. No yeah. one else has the time. It, that happens more often than not, sadly. Yeah, um, a lot. 
Yeah. So that that sucks, uh, especially with Spadishwa just getting back into the game and kind of just finding a home. Uh, then they've got some great players. I mean, they they shifted really away from sort of the foreign base and kind of picked up a lot of uh, Koreans too, uh, mm-hmm. like people like Tree, people like Galaxy, and stuff like that. Uh, so it sucks that uh, now that all these players will do not have a home. It sucks for micro gamers and their management unable to keep up with things or find someone to to help out. Uh, you know, managing a team is a lot of work. Um, so, yeah. Best of luck to all the players. Uh, hopefully we hear good stuff from from all the guys that left their organization soon. Yeah. Um, but uh, those were our sort of main team and player changes. Um, we do have a couple of events to talk about, in particular Copa America, IM qualifiers, uh, Home Story Cup, and then kind of WCS stuff. Those are the, the kind of four main stuff or, or so that we're going to be talking about. Uh, Copa America is coming up this weekend, so just wanted to highlight it again in case you guys uh, have not been paying attention to everything for whatever reason with all of the other stuff that's been happening. You've, you've missed out on it, but Copa America has our, our top couple spots. Uh, the players are in Peru right now or heading to Peru this week to be able to play. Um, and it's our basically everybody versus major tournament. Um, is the best way to put it there because major is the king of Copa America. Um, he's been consistently winning all the time. Just, just it's it's his event. Uh, but th- this time that they've added in the NA players, it should be a little bit more exciting. Um, you know, we've got Major, B Lord, Cham, Cats, Huck, Jim Rising, Jon Snow, and Desro uh, as all the players there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Major versus uh, Huck in the winter finals, um, mm. and, and somebody like. Jon Snow versus Huck in the loser bracket finals um, kind of thing. But, uh, I don't know. What what would you think? Do you think that... I, I haven't really seen much of Desro lately, so I can't... It's, mm. it's hard to say. Uh, Jon Snow, I've seen him play for a long time now, so I've got a little bit more... Um, I guess... Uh, I root for him more often. Familiarity. Yeah, more, more familiarity with him. I root for him more often than most players. So I, I don't know. We'll see how Jon Snow does going into it. Because Jon Snow did do very well last season. The one season that Major was not there, it came down to Jon Snow and Huck in the finals, and Jon Snow beat Huck. There you go. So, so he could very well make it to the uh, winner's final there. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of ZVZs to kind of consider, too. That's true. Um, with the with the only two Protoss players being at the event are from Canada, Huck and Desro. Uh, the rest are, are all Zergs, and, and then there's Major. But what do you think? Do do you think it's going to be a major victory, or are we going to see uh, a, an upset? I think that's the most likely thing that will happen. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you never know. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the most likely outcome. I do think there's a very good chance, if you look at this, for the winner's final to be a North versus South. Yes, yes. Uh, which could it could be fun. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how Jim Rising does. Maybe he can uh, really bust through 
he's got some tough players though on that side of the bracket. Yep. So we'll we'll keep you guys posted next week on how it goes. I uh, just wanted to highlight for you guys in case you've missed it. We've been highlighting at least during the regular seasons when things are are taking place for it. Um, but uh, slide over to at least the IAM stuff uh, because there's some some cool stuff happening. The everything is basically set up and ready for the America qualifiers to determine who's going to be our two spots making it over from America. Um, we talked about at least the main qualifiers leading up to it, but now we know uh, Violet is going to be playing Petraeus. Uh, Masa plays Hendrilis. I don't know what is up with that. Why? How did that end up happening, that they get to play first round like that? I don't know. Uh, good job, Masa. You got the win. Uh, Major versus Moose Skills there. Intense versus Puck. Huck versus Demo. Kalazar versus QXC, Suppy, Bales, Peely Peely, and Scarlet. Um, when I look through the bracket, I I see a lot of great up-and-coming talent that are going to be consistently in WCS next year. Um, and I'm talking about the players like... Um, Intense, Demo, Kalazar, Bales, Peely Peely, those kind of guys. Yeah. Moose Gills even. Like, they are consistently going to be in WCS next year. They're, they're the ones that work for it. Yeah. Yes. Whether it's, it it's, it's Top Challenge League, Low Premier League, whatever it's going to be for a lot of these guys. But they, you are going to be seeing these guys' names a lot more. Um, and then it seems to be sort of the, the old school classic foreign... NA players that we're familiar with, um, you know, Violet, Major, um, Huck, QXC is in there, Suppy's in there, Scarlet, those kind of guys are all in there, and then of course Masa and Hendulis that are becoming a lot more well known nowadays, especially after this year. Um, they're constantly playing the finals of the Torcraft stuff, so it's interesting that they have to play first round, and everyone knows that Masa basically beats Hendulis ninety nine times out of a hundred or there's that one time that Hendulis takes a game off him or something like that. No, I don't so that's, you know, interesting that Masa's basically got an almost straight shot to the semifinals if he's playing on his game because he seems to do uh, Dulk has talked about this before. He seems to do very well not at the actual event. Like if it like he had struggled at I am Toronto where he kind of had some nerve issues and stuff like that, but being at home or, or being somewhere where he can just play and not really focus on on that the nerves and stuff like that he can play better so if if he just gets pumped up and ready and practices very hard his uh tvz he could have a really good shot going through hengelisk and uh making it to the semifinals over violet or petraeus there so that's going to be exciting to see um but current what did you think with some of maybe our up-and-coming players or some of our well-known players um how do you think this is gonna, things are going to work? Because uh, we do have, um, you know, good amount of players that yeah. are going to qualify up, and a good amount of uh, a mix of players for for the IAM stuff. I do feel like um, it's actually a really good mix, and even though some people might look at this and say, "Oh, well, these names are the clear winners," uh, you know, maybe it's because I follow yeah, the up-and-coming NA scene so much. But yeah, a lot of these guys have the potential 
mm-hmm. to beat who they're matched up against, even you know the the lower end people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think it'll it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas, it's, it's know, exciting to see him. Right, there. right. Hey, Tom was saying like Huck Scarlet, uh, kind of his picks going into it, um, mm-hmm. which, like you said, that's those are easy to think about with how much we've been seeing those players play for such a long time and seeing them consistently do well. Um, I think the biggest thing they have working for them is um, they don't have the same nerve issues that a lot of the guys I'm talking about Mm -hmm. that do stand a chance might encounter. Yeah, if if I had to look through the list, Scarlet, Huck, Puck, Major, and Violet. Those those four guys there, well, I guess three guys and girl, um, all are consistent with doing well in tournaments. They're familiar with how things work. They're yeah. they're sort of our. If we look at next year, if just like out of all those lists, if we're looking at Premier League, WCS, NA players, those four easily stand out of as could be considered those Premier League players from us: Scarlet, Huck, Puck, Major, Violet. Those guys. Mm-hmm. So I think some of the other guys really, it's a perfect proving ground. And yeah. it's, it's perfect. You know, we've seen Huck lose to some of these guys before, even like uh, in W in the Copa America stuff, losing to, um, to Jon Snow in the finals kind of thing. Something that wow. most people, if they went into it, were like, oh, Huck's playing in a tournament with a bunch of NA players and South American players. Easy. Huck's got this, no problem. But then when you look at it and see... As it goes, it's not not yeah. as cut and dry. So not all that black and white. Yeah, um, I do feel though that Scarlet does stand out a little bit more out of the group. Um, I think she's definitely one of the strongest yeah. uh, players listed here. Yeah, and I I would be shocked if she doesn't get one of the three spots. Um, but I couldn't say who would get the others. Like it's it's too yeah. it's too hard to to really predict. It really um, is, and I think that's what's going to be really exciting to, for you guys to watch and see, learn a little bit more about some of these players that are going to be in Challenge League next season, uh, going to be in Premier League next season. So, uh, did want to highlight that a little bit for the I am America qualifiers because those are coming up. Still got a little bit more time for that. But did want to highlight it a little bit. Um, we also have Home Story Cup, which is all planned and ready for this weekend. Um, the full list has been announced. We know who all the players are going to be, who's going to be there. Um, Tasia, of course, coming off his uh, round of four BlizzCon event. Spoilers. Tasia <laughs> did not win. <laughs> um, Thanks, Artosis. Yeah. Uh, Jokshi, of course, making it uh, to BlizzCon, playing in the show matches and everything. Um, doing very well for himself. Hiana as well, playing in those show matches. Um, MC playing in the show matches. But it, it's it's got a home story feel to me. Like it's we've talked about it a couple times. It does. We've got the the. EU players there that are consistently uh, playing in these sort of events, and then we've got the powerhouse Koreans. You know, uh, Tasia's there, Flash is there, Parting is going to be there. 
Baby is going to be there. Um, Jadong, Kion. So it, it's it's going to be cool. Um, do you think we're going to see just a Korean dominance? I, um, I think every group except for one has a Korean in it, and that's Group D. I want to say yes, just because, you know, we all want that Flash Jade on finals. Yeah. But... <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it'll be complete dominance. I think uh, Korea, altogether, if you will, will do well. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of other people in here that can definitely take games off Koreans. and um, I, Yeah. I think, especially the Group C, it's going to be cool. Uh, MC Bunny going to advance out, calling it. Uh, Mini Razor <laughs> has been doing better for himself, but Todd is coming off casting BlizzCon. You know, I don't feel he's like... been practicing Legacy, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's not <laughs> <laughs> practicing his poker game. Him and MC. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but no, it's it's gonna be good to see how things work out. That's actually like a couple days away, um, and. In other news, Group D originally did have a Korean slash American. Pult was in Group D, but Pult has canceled his participation. Um, and uh, Petraeus is now, since he was second in the American qualifiers, he does pop into that spot. Um, so he's going to be there with Hasu Abstashi and Snoot. Uh, which is awesome. Yeah, it's, that's that's great to see there. Um that should be a good group too. It should be. There's there's a lot of really good groups. Um, it, you know, it's also cool to see like players like Demaga uh, that we don't really see very often at all. Um, he, well, not these days. Yeah. Yeah. That, so <laughs> you know, he's going to be there. I mean, he's in a group with Lucira, Mana, and Jokshi, so we're not going to see much of him, but we'll we'll be seeing him for a little bit. Um, <laughs> no one, no one went with the Kong Ho, did they? I tried, you know. I respected you. What's your name? Okay, that that's a good enough reason, I yeah, guess. I can't, I can't. He's Lucira. <laughs> he, he, like, <laughs> I don't know. He's he's I'm always sorry. he's always gonna be Lucira. I tried it a couple times, but it just sounds wrong. So <laughs> he's Lucira. Like I'm not talking about the right person. Right yeah, now. that's exactly it. <laughs> uh. All right, Richard, just yeah, rub sorry. it in, talking with Grubby at BlizzCon. It's cool. Um, but uh, he, he's... Uh, I guess a lot of players are, are playing stuff like uh, um, Heroes of the Storm and, and, and everything like Overwatch. that. Overwatch. Overwatch is going to be I would have been in that line out. like crazy <laughs> I was there. <laughs> um, I love the trailer for it and i continue to say i love the trailer for it because i thought it was great and i have yet to see gameplay footage of it but jim telling you it's just as great if um, not better see i i'm not a first person shooter kind of guy i never I think if they're goofy and fun enough okay see, it's something i see i could just play with a group of friends mm -hmm. which is what this looks like like i could just get you know four my buddies and we just mm -hmm. have see, fun uh see i've never like i've, I've played I played um, Half Life Lands before and played with people. I played Halo and I, you know, I've played shooter games and I played. Did you play TF two? No, see, that's I never played TF two. I. It's from I what I can get, it's more like TF two mixed with a couple other kind of like battle arena games. Okay. That are really obscure okay. <laughs> that I've played over the years. See, I, I'll probably. 
I'll probably give it a chance. I'm not, I'm not like, uh, <laughs> Richard said, <laughs> well, see, <laughs> I'll give it a chance, but I'm, I'm most excited for spectator mode in Hearthstone. Oh, psh, you would be. Just for my random Blizzard tangent news there <laughs> for all you guys. <laughs> Does Heroes have spectator mode yet? No, I don't think so. So, and that camera it's still so alpha. It's still alpha. What can you what can you do? The, you uh, it took it took. I, the, want, I want my observer. Right. Alpha, it it, it took uh, <laughs> months after Hearthstone was released before we got it, and we don't even get it till December. So it's still even in the in the works. We'll get it eventually. Coming soon. Uh, I don't. Know, so they. That's uh, back on track though, because we're yeah. almost almost done with this. That's <laughs> that was our uh, info for all you guys with the Home Story Cup. Uh, but I did want to show you the cool pic of the BlizzCon crowd because it did look pretty awesome. Oh. Uh, and the stage, it's the stage. I I think every event for StarCraft needs to have. If you're gonna have a main stage, <laughs> have point of view. A multi-billion-dollar stage. Uh, well, about to, not having this amazing stage because that was an amazing stage, but having <laughs> the extra screens for point of view is so oh, helpful yes. for for players. Well, or, something or they spectators. did in Brood War too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I MLG did it for a little bit. Um, something that I had wish Red Bull had done. Uh, something that I wish I am New York had done. Kind of thing. I don't, I don't remember if I am in New York did it or not. Maybe they did. I don't know. That was like a year ago. That's, <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, I did want to show you guys that before we slide over and actually uh, talk about the the finals there. Uh, because finals happened, and I, I have to say, I didn't get to watch Friday. And I, I feel like I'm to blame for Bomber's loss in the quarterfinals. <laughs> because I was not... I was not home to cheer him on. I was stuck at work, and I come home heartbroken to find out that he loses to MMA. Bomber's never going to forgive you. He's I not know. answering your calls it's, anymore. It's true. We're fighting now, and it's it's not a good not a good feeling. Um, so I was I was heartbroken about that. But then you know I was like, all right, if if anyone was going to beat him, I'm happy that it's at least MMA. And <laughs> the, the, it's an awesome. MMA does well at BlizzCon. This is cool. You know. Bastard son of boxer. Exactly. Okay. You know, I guess if it's got to be any Terran player. Might as well be him. Um, <laughs> the the PVPs between Hero and Classic were exciting. Um, you know, got to see some some high level PVP for the very few Protoss players uh, able to make it to the event. Um, San versus Life. I just wish we had Dalk here for, for the life talk. Uh, because L Dalk has been such a hater of life. And so he says he has homework, but... Uh, yeah, it's, he's, no. been, he's been a hater of life since... It, for at least a year, I know of. At least, minimum of a year. Um, I, it's since, like, life showed up. I yeah. <laughs> Rose to power, getting championships. This is the worst Zerg champion in existence. No, I don't know. And I'm like, so he's, like, just your age? Shouldn't it be, like, all of them? No, he's hated he on life. But he did say before the show when he was telling us he had stuff, he's, he doesn't hate on life as much now. He watched his play and saw that there wasn't all these holes in his play, like... I guess a year ago, and was like, ah, all right, 
I'll, I'll give <laughs> life. You got a golf clap for this weekend. That's all I'll give you, kind of thing. I don't know. So life gets a golf clap for channeling the spirit of Julyzer. Yes. For me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I will use my legs. <laughs> uh, but I, I was hoping Son was gonna have a deep run. We talked last week with the preview, and I was like, it's gonna be great. Son's gonna beat life. He's gonna play Tasia. It's gonna be exciting. Tasia's gonna beat Son. Bomber versus Tasia finals. And then when that didn't happen, and it was MMA was be playing classic, Life Beat Son was going to play Tasia. I was like, okay, it's all right. It's okay, guys. MMA beats classic, no problem. Moves on. Tasia's going to beat Life. He's, he's, on, he's on his game right now. Beat Sue, beat Innovation, no problem. He's on his game. And then it's going to be MMA versus Tasia. It's going to happen. And then, oh, oh, no. No, life. The toasts just had different plans. Yeah, it's it's sometimes <laughs> that's how it goes. You 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 got to make sure you hide yourself from Artosis's radar if you're one of these top tier players. Otherwise, you're just never gonna never gonna win anything. <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll be cursed. The Artosis curse. Um, Forced into retirement. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so life beast modes three twos Tasia. And then just says, you know what, MMA? You're cool and all, but no. I'm just going to crush you. Um, I remember watching those games, and I I felt sad for MMA. I was, I, was, <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was a tough, tough battle, and uh, I thought it was a good finals, though. Like, I, I, I felt happy that it was 4-1 because of there was a lot of delays for the day and it was a long time before it even really got to the, that stage yeah um as cool as it would have been to have it be like a 3-2 you know have that come back or whatever but life was just playing better like there's there's no real disputing it like 3-0's Son 3-2's Tasia 4-1's MMA it, it's hard not to say that life is the best Zerg player right now. And, and especially with that week. I, everyone can argue, oh my gosh, Sue and Jadong and this, that, and Heon. Sue is. is and as is, much as I'd love to say Jadong's the best Zerg in yeah. the world, he's, 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 got, he's got a little more ways to go still. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Sue, he's going to be the king of second place. He's going to be yellow for a while, guys. Don't worry about him. The calm line is real. It is. Uh, so, I good for life. Coming back up there, like he he did well at the beginning of the year, and we really hadn't seen him do as well, kind of mid late of the year. So this is cool to see and be like, you know what? I'm still around, guys. I'm still a presence, someone to be reckoned with there. Um, I don't know. It, it it's everyone since Jadon always best Zerg in our hearts. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, like, so okay. I'd like to put him up there outside of my heart. Mm. <laughs> so, um, and I don't know how to pronounce your name because um, I'm bad at pronouncing stuff, but. Uh, Smedley? There we go. Smedley, because Kern is, is my uh, uh, dog for tonight. He's going to tell me how to pronounce stuff. Uh, <laughs> he's got the, uh, the opposite idea of me because I've, I said that Sue's going to get second place all this year. And he's going to come in, first major tournament of next year, he's going to get second place again, and then he's going to get that first place. It's going to happen. I think he's going to 
uh, I think he's going to be able to get a first place next year. And then might, he might fall off right afterward, but he's going to get that first place. I, I can feel it. Cybert <laughs> uh, <laughs> saying he wanted to steal uh, Jadon there, but... Um, with the players that all made it to the, the round of eight, even with the top 16 players, I was happy with the players that all made it to the top 16. They were all champions. They all oh, did yeah. very well of encompassing 2014, I feel. Definitely. Um, even though, yeah, it's all Korean. Even though it, even though it is all Korean, we, we got very close near the end there. Snoot, Bunny, uh, Scarlet, all those were kind of fighting up for those spots. In particular, Snoot and Scarlet getting close, just not able to to get it in the end. Um, I I feel like uh, it's it was a good end to the 2014 season. Kind of the the last little end of mm, the Korean dominance in every region. <laughs> because it's the, the we're not going to be seeing as many Korean filled spots I feel for WCS America, WCS EU. We might still see it for EU because of the dream hacks and and this that and the other thing and and players like uh, MMA and, and stuff playing in EU that it's still possibility. Uh, but I, I, you know, I think that was, it was a good round out to the, the end of things. Um, I'm sad Bomber didn't win. I'll, you know, I know. He, if I could, I'd pat you on the back right you now. Know, I feel like, uh, <laughs> I, I was, okay. I'll, I'm sad he didn't win, but I'm happy I got to see him win in 2014. Um, right there, you go. You did get to see DC. I did. I did get to see him win in DC. Um, but what do you think about our top four players? How do you think they're going to do for next year? Eh, I mean, MMA. I think he can continue to at least stay up there. And he did tweet about it. He's going to be playing for at least another year. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Because the, there was some speculations and some talks about maybe he's retiring and everything, but he said, no, I will at least be playing uh, for, for one more year. So. Tasia, though? I don't know. Uh, we've always been kind of hearing rumors yeah. of uh, Tasia retirement around the corner and mm -hmm. things. Yeah, so that, I wonder, maybe Tasia, if he doesn't get something really big, will just call it. Mm-hmm. I hope not. Or his, his wrist will just get to, exactly, too yeah. bad for him and he just can't, won't be able to keep up. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's also a possibility, sadly. Um, classic but, and life. Yeah. And say life, I think, is, I mean, he's still so young. He's still got so much potential. Mm -hmm. I feel like he can just continue to get better and faster. So... I think we'll still see life stay, stick around, even if he does kind of waver at certain points, mm -hmm. where we see him kind of fall down. But I, th I think he'll get back up, you know, if that does happen. Classic, Classic's really good, but he's one of those players, for me, I just don't, I don't catch a lot of his games for some reason. It's not that I'm, like, not trying to catch them, or... It's just, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get to catch a lot of them, so... I don't 
with Protoss players, it's a lot about the way that you play Protoss. I feel that can affect how long your mm-hmm. your success will last. And and because there's a lot of gimmicky stuff you can do with Protoss. Right. And what's cool too with our top sixteen is we have two of the longest, most consistent Protoss players out there with MC and Son, Son. Uh, being there. Um, like Stardust and stuff like that has sort of rose up more recently than those guys, but these guys were like Wings of Liberty GSL days. Uh, and yeah, MC and, has continued to stay consistent. Uh, yeah, and still like making it to the top 16 players in the world there. Like the, I, There's no yeah. disputing that everybody that made it into BlizzCon are top 16 players in the world at this point in time. I, I think it's I don't know how you could dispute otherwise. Um, but I I'm I think it's going to be good next year. Um, they they did an amazing job for BlizzCon. The stage was great. I love the uh, the whole host caster stuff that they had set up. I think uh, Tasteless did a great job running host. He um, did. He did such a good job. But I loved Tasteless so much. I was like, why aren't you casting? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm. I, he did a great job. He though, did. Like it's with with him and Red Eye kind of thing, like Red Eye doing the introductions and and that kind of stuff, and Tasteless sort of running the uh, the desk, if you will, mm-hmm. with with that whole interactions with all a uh, top notch from all the uh, guys there doing the production. The observing was was great. Um, from from round of eight up, I will agree. Yes. Yes. Observing yes. Exactly. At BlizzCon, <laughs> at BlizzCon itself, top notch. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Selected um, health bars. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, so now we just got to switch that UI, and we'll all be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, so overall, a amazing end to the WCS season. I feel. Um, we we talked about the changes to WCS. Uh, you know, last week and stuff like that. Uh, and sadly, we were not uh, uh, at BlizzCon. Yeah. Um, I wish. Because we're not... We, we, we uh, don't have the monies for that. The legs Smedley m- mentioned there, uh, the stage was even cooler because, yeah, like, it would change depending on the race of the player. It would be, you know, a Zergy kind of thing over there. Mm-hmm. Like, just so cool that mm-hmm. is like an interactive stage mm-hmm. you explosions on the winner like yeah yeah uh, one of the coolest things i've ever seen yes i think it's you know <laughs> keep keep it up blizzard keep doing it's, what you're doing it was up there with the daft punk light show let's just say that <laughs> so. and that's go. one of the best light shows out there. <laughs> um i like cybert's uh point though is that he's sad that we didn't get to see a triple cast um and, and even like in past years, like the the seeing the day nine artosis, uh, tasteless triple cast, and like you know, there's 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 so many opportunities with all of the casters that you had this weekend to be able to do some some fun stuff like that. Even just for like the show matches, you know, give us give us something. Yeah, maybe next year. Um, with I guess uh. 
going to get improved, apparently. The what? <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, I don't know what else you can do, but good. <laughs> oh, they need to change the walkway. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, uh, as long as it's just as epic, yeah. I'll have no complaints. No problem with me. Maybe I'll get to see it up, up close next year. Um, there you go. Maybe I'll have money next year. Yeah, I probably, I probably, because <laughs> I got to be saving up for like engagement rings and weddings uh, and real life stuff since I just bought a car and I don't know. So these are the reasons why I don't have the money this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving parts that would be sweet, like rotating parts of the stage and oh yeah, there could be cool stuff with that. Um, but that's really kind of our main topics before we get too sidetracked with with other stuff. Like, How awesome BlizzCon was, just in general. Yes. Um, and <laughs> I, if you guys miss the panels and, and stuff like that, uh, I know pretty much... I think they're all on YouTube. Now. Yeah, I think the majority of them are up, and we're up like very shortly after uh, BlizzCon. So you know, make sure you guys check out the different things if you miss them. Um because you know, there's there's some uh, great little panels about Legacy of the Void. I watched the campaign stuff because I I do yeah. not care about getting spoiled for the campaign because I'm just like you're not gonna tell me who dies and who lives or anything like right. that. They're you're not just gonna, gonna tell be, you the important. Yeah, stuff. you're just giving me cool little snippets that I should be excited. This for. is who you play as. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff you'll be doing. This is how we designed the missions. Yeah, you like know, yes, yes, I do mind. care about that. <laughs> Yeah. I like to know what to expect going in, mm -hmm. personally. <laughs> um, but uh, for the actual units and stuff like that, um, there there are interviews uh, with with the players and everything. Um, you know, uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to to see it, um, you know, I think uh, Suppy, Scarlet, Rotterdam, Polt, uh, Huck, and Apollo all got interviewed. And uh, MMA and Bomber are going to be up. Yes, MMA and Bomber will be up. They I don't think yeah. They currently just have the uh, exhibition matches in, Which, in place. Check those out too if yes. you're interested in this. So you yeah. get to see some of the the units in action. Get um, to see the terror of the cyclone. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, but uh, <laughs> next week uh, we will be having. Um, Dalt back on so he can talk to us about how much he loves life. Um, and, how he's been converted. Yep. And maybe we'll be able to try to grab Ravi and have him talk a little bit about his BlizzCon experience. Maybe we'll get Richard. What do you mean talk a little uh, bit? Richard, maybe we'll get <laughs> Richard and Ravi on and they can talk to us about uh, going to, to BlizzCon and the excitingness and maybe that'll be a two hour long show with, with Ravi on. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's well, Richard there to keep him in check. There you go. Exactly. That's, that's all our plan there. Um, <laughs> but uh, before we go to shouts and stuff, was there anything that we missed or, or we should slide over and talk about before we, we call it an evening? I feel like there might've been something, but I don't know. I tend to just speed through tunnel vision. Yeah. I, I don't know, we we did spend a lot of time just nerding out on the BlizzCon, Legacy of the Void stuff, so I mm. think we covered most of that. I think if we missed anything, it would be somewhere in that heap of hype <laughs> awesomeness mm -hmm. that we got over the past weekend. Ah, I do, yes. Quick update, though. Torcraft. Uh, mm. The second place players have been kind of uh, officially 
announced for the whole cup stuff for the groups A's and B. Uh, Maso, of course, already got first. Hengelis got first in his group, respectively, because it's Torcraft. Uh, but the second place for each group, believe, or Naya, got second behind Masa. No regret and Desro were third uh, and fourth, I guess, respectively. I don't know what's up with Desro. It looks like he didn't show up and play. Uh, yeah, believe got the walkover yeah. against uh, Desro. Uh, so there you go. But uh, with the Group B, Bioice locked him in for second place. I think there was some speculation with Samuel and stuff like that, but uh, Bioace able to get it. Um, Elegance and Samuel there were able to get uh, in their fourth and thir third place. But just wanted to, to mention that for all of you guys in case you were follow following along and, and keeping up, uh, keeping track at home there. Um, but uh, I think that was the last little snippet there. Uh, any comments on WCS 2015 there? Um if you guys watch WCS 2012, um, it's going to have a lot more of a a feel to that. Um, I think I still have the... Actually, let me look. Let me slide over to this screen for a second. Uh, because I still should have the the image. that I, I like the image that they had for it. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For I remember the WCS. one from last week. Yeah. Last week, yeah. So this image was my favorite one for it. Uh, f because it's there's a, a unified Premier League for EU and A, essentially, is kind of how they've designed it out to be. Um, where now we've got... Ooh, we've got awesome music coming. No, we've got <laughs> players coming from different regions all over the world now. China has their own spots guaranteed making it in uh latin america now giving a little bit more love to some of our copa america friends they now can have kind of guaranteed spots into it uh even the the oceana southeast asia guys get some spots taiwan hong kong uh they get some spots in there europe uh, of course got gets a lot of spots na gets their own spots as well so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great to see uh, I'm. It, I've got the feel of 2012 with it initially. Just looking at it, to me, um, some players might be a little bit more hesitant about it. But by combining the two regions, they are able to increase the prize payout for everybody in Challenge League and everybody in Premier League. Now they basically now have double prize pool feeding into it, both from EU and NA to kind of give oh you're in challenge league well here's extra money then that you would be getting essentially so i don't think they have an official breakdown of of how much yet uh they're still working on those kind of finer details but i i am really really excited for how this is going to work out i'm still not sure 100 percent how they're doing qualifiers and coverage for like the Latin America, the Oceanic, Taiwanese, how they're doing all the coverage for you, and that those details are going to be uh, worked out a little bit later. Um, so it, it's going to be... I, I'm very excited. This is the way WCS should be, I feel. You know, it, the 2013 season was horrible. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to put it lightly. It was horrible. And that's me putting it lightly. Um, 2014 was a much better improvement. Um, yeah. And they're just they're just getting better and better. Um, 
a lot of people have been like, oh, why do they keep changing it? Because they're trying to get it right. Yes, exactly. They can. (laughs) It's better to to fix it now than to be like, ah, it's not working, but we're just going to try to stick with it for a while and see if it maybe fixes itself. No, it's not (laughs) going to do that. You got to do it. (laughs) Um, So I'm, I'm very excited for things to actually get started with it. Uh, I know 2014 we got to do some of the the qualifiers um, for WCSNA at least, uh, so we're going to be working on at least be able to do some some qualifiers uh, coverage for you guys going into next season. Especially for the fact that we are the longest running StarCraft uh, web show podcast out there currently, and our main focus is on all of these Challenge League players that we know because we see them all the time and all these different things where most people aren't as familiar with them so we have a little bit more uh info and intel on these guys so i'm i'm very excited and like even with the the uh iem qualifiers like the w's the iem america event that it's got uh, a good mix of players that of course Kerr and myself dulk are all very familiar with that some of you guys aren't as familiar with so i think that's a good spot to look for some of the players that are going to be making it into WCS. But uh, as it gets closer to it, we get more details. We'll be talking more about WCS going into to next year and, and maybe have some of the players on uh, and have their point of views for you guys to, to enjoy because I'm sure they all have some very interesting thoughts on it. Um, but, uh, Curran, any any thoughts for this evening before we switch over to some shout-outs? Uh-huh. Not that I can think of. I think we covered just about everything. Yeah, I think we. But I can think of. Yeah, there's always so much to talk about. Even if even if, awesome yeah. check. Yeah. Um. Like the <laughs> void, awesome. <laughs> so a lot of good stuff uh, coming up. Even though the season's winding down, there's still two tournaments to watch this weekend: Copa America and Home Story Cup. So you guys can be able to enjoy some of that. Uh, but uh, Kurt, why don't you give your shout-outs for the evening? All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, I'm Curran. You can find me at TV on Twitter. And um, I mostly just, if I'm doing observing stuff, I'll tweet about it. I'll tweet about random StarCraft things, mostly. Um, but yeah, and then I guess just shout out to you know the organizations that give me stuff to observe, like Team Gravity, uh, IVD being a big one. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Fear Dragon, letting me work with him on uh, breaking out stuff. <laughs> Fully appreciate that. So, yeah, go give all those people a follow, too. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, of course, thank you guys who tuned in this evening. If this is your first time watching, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Make sure you check us out here more often. We do do the show every Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash therealnanman. Uh, and check out all of the hosts at MasterDolk, at TV, of course, myself, The Real Nan Man, and the show at SC2UpandComing. We'll tweet about when we go live. We also tweet if we're going to be having any guests on and any sort of other esportsy related news that you guys might be interested in. Um, but of course, just like every other uh, end of the show, we do throw on a couple of uh, host modes for some people. I noticed that 
um, Tempo is streaming, so I think we'll throw up Tempo stream uh, for you guys to watch him play the fun little new ladder maps or old ladder maps if you guys have been around there. Uh, but uh, that'll do it for us tonight, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week.